Hi, I'm Shannon. Wait, I'm not Shannon. <laughs> no. My kink has consequences. I totally let men lick my toes. Toit and noise. Blah, 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 blah. Ime pergeleesti muna. How are you doing like you were recording? <laughs> I, I was so sure you were because that's what you said it like that. Why are you over here confusing me? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I like to keep everyone, including you, on your toes. <laughs> that's rude. Half the time, no, half the time I've already been recording for 10 minutes. Right? And, and then you're like, like, oh, fuck. My vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and Scott walks out. Well, it was a joke anyway. We aren't we aren't talking about my vagina now, nor do no, we. No, we were talking about my vagina. Vaginas, uh, they're places <laughs> to go <laughs> to. My song's amazing. <laughs> the hop. Yeah. Hey, Shannon, how's your week been? Not bad. How you are you doing, Maggie? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Last week was spring break. Hard to tell. Hard to tell. Last week was spring break for MSU. And my professor for math technology was like, you can work ahead. But like she hadn't opened most of the things for the unit. So I couldn't work ahead. Mm. And I really wanted to work ahead because she assigns so much fucking shit that I just was really hoping to like. Pound it out. Well, no, spread it out evenly. Like if I did 90% of this unit and then 80% of the next unit, right? Like Mm -hmm. instead of taking a week off, I could just have it spread out over more time. Right. That was my evil master plan. And then she forgot to open up all the shit for you to Open up all the shit to do. Right. Right. I did the readings and the exploration stuff. I know. But I couldn't submit any of the fucking assignments. Oh, God damn it. You're almost here in the home stretch. I am in You're the home stretch. Done. I am. I am. I'm right there. Um, like the, this is halfway through, which is like I just have the amount of that summer mini semester left, and then I am done. Mm-hmm. So March and April. When's your last day of the term? The same day as my graduation, which seems weird. What With if the, I fail that class? I mean, that means you don't graduate, but that doesn't mean you can't walk. <laughs> Yes, one of there's my, a lot of people who walk and don't get degrees. Well, I am do I. <laughs> I would have to really fuck it up because this is not toward my major. This is just toward this is a no. Oh fuck! It is towards my major. God damn it! Yeah, you had to switch. I had classes. to switch it. Okay, so I have to get a three in this class or above. Since it's towards my Well, nature. you have to get a 3.0 for everything, don't you? No. You have to have a 3.0 average or above. And you have to get a 3.0 in all of your concentration classes and a 2.0 in any of the other classes. Oh. U of M's tougher. At Rackham, you have to have a 3.0 everything. For all of your things. Yep. Because you are here for a master of shit. Mm-hmm. And we are going to make sure you earn that with a 3.0 or above. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get to... I mean, you can get a C in a class, but you, that's got to even out with all your A's. Right. Well, I mean, that's, so. that's what they are saying, too. You have, you have to but have... But it's across the board. So you have to have across the board B average. Right. That's what the 3.0 average is that you have to have. Yeah. But you are I don't allowed, think U of M does it by concentration. If, oh. You, you have to have a 3.0 on the whole thing average, and you have to have 
a 3.0 or above in your concentration courses, and you have to have a 2.0 or above to pass. Oh, my God. That's a lot of work. That sounds like a lot of work I don't want to do as your Shannon. <laughs> to figure all that out? Yeah, because Rackham doesn't figure that out. They just look at your overall GPA right? And that I sign off, and then I sign off on your classes. Gotcha. So by that model, if U of M did that, U of M would leave that up to the department to decide if you had to have a certain grade point average in your concentration. But mm-hmm. I don't think anyone does. It's just like a 3.0 across the board. Right. You so have that's to a, that's have a 3.0 to graduate. That's an easy look. You look at the final total. Exactly. Right. Yeah. No, you have to look at the final total and also go back up and make sure. And believe me, all my medical school students, like, ask me, so, and I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> just do your best. Yeah. And I know what your best is, and that's straight A's from you. Right. So I know when you get mostly B's and one A, that you're you fucking unround. Mm-hmm. And y'all, no one ever better get a C in this group because you are all a bunch of type A overachievers. So I know if you got a C, you basically didn't do shit all term. Right. So let's just not even go there. I'm glad that you mentioned the regalia thing on Elle's post because I was definitely like, can I buy that used somewhere? That seems like something you should be able to buy used somewhere. Yeah, you should totally call your office and see if they have used available to borrow. Yeah, for sure. Though I feel like they would have said that if they did. I I know we always did. Why the fuck not ask, right? Yeah. Like Candace always says, the worst they're going to say is no. Correct. And that's the same answer as if you don't ask. Correct. I always say that to my students too hey you know what ask the worst i will say is no yeah and if i say no i mean it because i love a loophole (laughs) it's my favorite (laughs) i like legit i'm trying to find all these loopholes for our new program and i was talking to my managing director and i was like i kept pushing and pushing and i could tell she was getting annoyed with me and i took a deep breath and i was like in, in the most diplomatic Shannon way that Maggie loves. I love diplomatic Shannon. I know you think I'm pushing, but I promise you it's for a good reason. So I'm going to push just a little bit more because I'm having difficulty wrapping my head around this. And I want to make sure I come from it at every angle because that's what the students are going to be asking me when I have to tell the when I have to answer these questions. Yeah. So, um, we talked through it, but I could tell she was getting frustrated. And then, like the next day, she was like, "Thank you so much for like prefacing that, because that really kind of calmed me down." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Thanks." Because I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. And diplomatic. Amazing diplomatic Shannon. And maybe someday I'll be the supervisor of my group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, anyway. White guys we hate? DeSantin. I mean, he's just top of the list all the time. Every day. Every day with this guy. Just I would rather have Trump as president again than this motherfucker. Yeah. I mean... At least least Trump was just like a narcissistic twat. Right. Who didn't know when to not tweet. 
He didn't know when to do anything or and not do he anything. Honestly, didn't do anything that harmful. I mean, he did some fucked up shit, but not at the rate DeSantis is doing fucked up shit. Right there, it is the rate. DeSantis the rate of fucked up shit to time is doing intentional damage to the people of Florida. Ma'am, and you're too fat. For that this. is fucking. I'm not fat shaming you. I'm just saying that. Ow! It is fucked up. Ow! Ow! Did she get your titty? No. That was my thigh. Inner thigh? Yeah. So, you know, she's very fat. She and Garfield. Her little paws hurt. Yes. The pounds of pressure per square inch <laughs> is great. Is great. And so it really was hurting me where she was. Right standing. on that inner thigh. Right on it. Mm-hmm. And so I picked her up and she got me in the thigh. She was not happy. Not happy. Y'all heard it. Be. Y'all heard it here first <laughs> and fresh. Yeah, no, DeSantis is cruel mm-hmm. and desperately wants to win the culture wars to the point where all he does is like scream about woke people and burn books and try to lynch trans people in his front yard. I'm pretty sure that happened. That didn't happen. I don't, I'm just making that one up. But like he just. But it wouldn't surprise us. Literally, it would not. It would not surprise me. So. Okay. So <sighs> the thing I like randomly came across stuff from the Washington Post about DeSantis is DeSantis dismisses Russian invasion of Ukraine as a territorial dispute. Why? Go fuck yourself, asshole. Okay, but like also, real quick, why? Why are you even talking about this? Yeah, that. That's None one of your the business. Well, that's one of the things. Governor of swamp ass Florida. Florida. Oh, man. He did a speech lately and he was like, we have made Florida number one and we're going to continue to be the best. He didn't say at what. <laughs> Like, what are you even are you the best at bigotry? The best at bigotry? The best, the best at fascism? At fascism? Oh, my God. Did you fucking see Racism? that this week? Uh, he went to stripping Iowa. Stripping away LGBTQ rights. Yeah, you're the best at all those. Stripping away women's rights. Did you see the, the fascist thing with him? No. What? Tell this me. This woman who... Oh, yes. The snowflake. snowflake <laughs> that says that fascist. The snowflake says fascist, and Ron DeSantis is holding it up and smiling. Yeah, she asked him to hold this snowflake, you know, hold this and take a selfie with me. And it, the the whole pattern is fascist, and you, it's hard to tell until like you really look. So right, right. I was here for it. Yeah, oh. Tiziant was like, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> what a bad bitch, <laughs> the baddest of bitches. <laughs> Yeah, Danielle and I get into a disagreement very often about if Trump would be worse or if DeSantis would be worse. DeSantis. I think so, too, because of his competence. Yeah, he is he is competent. Yeah, he's competent. And he, he will do things at a rate way faster than Trump did. Yeah. So, because uh, he has zero fucks to give. I am not saying... Trump actually gave fucks, and DeSantis gives zero fucks about his people hating his agenda so he's just like i'm in power and i'm gonna push everything through i want till i'm not in power because i have zero fucks to give you motherfuckers you motherfuckers um 
content. What have you been listening to? Can we talk to? about white guys we love? Sure, I love that. I mean, How often does that happen? <laughs> does the short round count as a white guy we love? <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Brendan Fraser is a white guy we love. I, if you had told me 30 years ago that two of the actors from Encino Man were going to win Oscars on the same night, I would have been like, what the fuck do you talk about, Willis? <laughs> I might have believed you. Anything's possible between Anything the 90s possible. and now, yes. you know. Yeah, but at the time, I would have thought that was a ridiculous statement. Yeah. I love Encino Man and Biodome. Yeah. Polly Shore was a gem of the early mid 90s. Yes. For like three years in there. <laughs> and Brendan is, uh, I mean, now he's decorated, but highly, I mean, we've said it before that uh, people just don't appreciate him and his brilliance. Um, he's an amazing actor. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody who watched Scrubs recognizes that his little three episode arc on scrubs is one of the most emotionally devastating things to ever happen in the history of that show did you watch scrubs yes and i remember the episodes but i can't remember the arc well he's jordan's brother oh yes and he comes in with a board stapled to his hand Uh because he's a construction guy and dr cox is like you have leukemia or no sorry not dr cox uh, JD. JD is like, you have leukemia, and they're all in denial about it. Mm. And he doesn't get it treated. And Dr. Cox continues talking to Brendan Fraser's character. Uh, I think it's Ben, is his name, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ben. sounds familiar. Right. And like the devastating moment, he's like talking to Ben, and he's like, Well, why aren't you dressed up? And he's like, I am dressed up. Do these clothes have holes in them? No. <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking, and um, oh, and don't they go to his funeral? Yeah, and after Dr. The Cox. Episode? Yeah, so he's been talking to Ben this whole time, and JD walks up and he's like, Yeah. He says to Ben, like- Why don't you have your camera? And um, JD goes, Why would I have a camera? And he's like, To take all the pictures. Everybody's getting my son's turning two. And JD goes, Where do you think we are right now? Mm. And it's Ben's funeral. It's Ben's and it's funeral. Like, yeah. It's just fucking devastating. It is a devastating television moment. And it is memorable for anybody who watched that show. Yeah. So you can't sit here and tell me that like Brendan Fraser was not a good actor because He's so amazing. Yeah. And just has been far overdue. He did a lot of indie films in the early two thousands. He should have gotten awards for for sure. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if the Dougley Do-Right or the Time Machine, the, 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 Blast the, from the, past. the Blast from the Fast <laughs> warranted, uh, an Oscar, but definitely there was, uh, one with him and an older actor, um, you know, some sort of friendship, you know, like that probably deserved something. Yeah. Look at us knowing our shit. Look at us knowing Sorry, our shit. Sorry, y'all. We'll move on now. <clears throat> White guys we love. Thank you, Academy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, and Dr. Jones giving short round. Oh, an it's Oscar. so beautiful. Oh. What a great moment. Oh, I cried. I love it. I love little things like that. I didn't watch the Oscars. I've just, Neither did I. I catch up on, on the flip side. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is... Oh, please tell your candy story. <laughs> Candace. Um... So she and my dad decided on Sunday 
the night of the day of the Oscars. The day of the Oscars. That they were going to go see everything everywhere all at once because it was at the State Theater in downtown Ann Arbor. So they were going to go to downtown Ann Arbor to the State Theater to see this movie everybody's been talking about so much, right? For the last <laughs> year. Yeah. Because I saw it at the end of April in San Diego. It came out right at the same time as Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Which we did see in the theater. Last spring. Last spring. So it has been in and out of the theater for a year because they keep taking it back in because people can't get enough of it. I mean, I bet it is great to see it on the big screen. Yeah. Um, but you and I both felt the same way about it, which was that was a really long walk for a mother-daughter like makeup <laughs> film. <laughs> Like, you said that to me, and I was like, yeah, that is exactly what I felt about it. It was great. But, man, was that a long walk for the, the punchline. My dad told me I was wrong and that they saved the universe. And I was like, no, they didn't. Okay. They saved their relationship, which just happened to save the universe. Okay. Right. You know, that's like saying Loki and Thor mended their relationship, which saved the universe. Right. So... My mom has said, and I've heard her say this so many times over, so she went, she chose to go to the movies on the day of the Oscars and to see a movie that was nominated for many Oscars. And she has and said- And many Golden Globes. Right? And, and won many. many SAG Awards. She then has won. This is not the first rodeo Mm-mm. of our favorite season. Right. Award season. Award season. So Candace comes home and sa- and, and has been saying- for three days. For three days. Never in my life have I gone to see a movie and then come home and watch the Oscars and watch that movie sweep at the Oscars. Well, you're right, Candace, because we live in a modern age and most of the time all those best pictures happened a year ago. Mm-hmm. So you're correct. You would have never gone to the movies and then come home and seen that film sweep but she Oscars. that's true that is that's a great point but also she's acting like it's some wild coincidence and that she didn't go see the most nominated film on the day of the oscars <laughs> like yeah like uh you don't remember the titanic <laughs> or the first avatar because i remember when both of those swept award season two mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, Candy. Oh, Candy. Mm-mm-mm. What's on your list this week? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I know. I don't know either. I don't know who, what, where, when, why. We got spring break coming up. We got Austera coming up. Oh, fuck. It is St. Patrick's Day this week. We should be drinking. Oh, Guinness floats. Guinness God floats. Damn it. I think I have Guinness from last year and ice cream. Oh, fuck us. <laughs> It is. We should be drinking Guinness floats. This is how emotionally spent we are, people. We can't even. We can't even. Get our shit together. We can't even. Um, Okay. So I think I talked last week about the book that I was, audiobook I was listening to, Bait and Witch. Yes. I came up with another actress for you. For for Addie LaRue? Yeah. Sophia. Carson. Carson? Oh. I thought it was a Spanish name. She is Latino. She is. Yeah, that would be, she would be a good one. She's she, from the Disney Channel. Yeah, she movie. also was in that Netflix movie about dance. She's yes, a dancer. she's a dancer. So, but I think she's got that look. Like an older Wednesday Adams, mm-hmm. you know. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's a great. I think that's a great mm-hmm. fan cast. All right, so I listened to Bait and Witch, which is a was a silly book about a woman who goes across the country to take over a tiny library in a tiny town because she's a whistleblower in Washington D.C. and she's like, you know what? I might be in danger, so I'm just going to go take this library job in Oregon mm-hmm. and just to you know just leave town. I'm going to tell everybody I'm going to New York and I'm going to take this job. And it turns out she finds out that she's a witch. It's very cute. I listened to the first two books in that series hmm. where she uses her magic. She also has like a really special connection to books because of being a librarian. So like books will like give her information without her reading them and like Ooh. show up next to her bed when they have things to tell her. And like Stop. it's really cute. It's very it's cute and silly. And I really like someone them. really enjoyed that episode of Sophia the first <laughs> <laughs> with the magic library the magic and library. the unfinished stories. Magic librarian. <laughs> this lady. Oh, and the cat. So she like tries to cut off her magic because she thinks it's dangerous for her. And the cat that lives in the library just starts ignoring her. And I was like, honey, he's your familiar and you cut off your connection to him. Like, that's your familiar. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) That's why the cat's ignoring you now. Because the cat is mad. (laughs) He's mad at you for doing that. So bait and witch. Bait and witch. Not to be confused with bait and switch. Well, right. And then the next one is called seven year witch. Mm. So they all have like. Yeah, what was the name of that first book, though? The Invisible Life of Addie oh, LaRue. Oh, Invisible Life, sorry. <laughs> right. Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. So that, that, was... that me, I dumb. I dumb. That's okay. I thought, like, you read a book called Bait and Switch, and then you read a book called Bait and Witch. Oh, no. Sorry. No, that's me. I'm sorry. Please don't <laughs> apologize for me being dumb. Sometimes I sometimes stop I Midwest wrong. apologizing. Okay, that's Good point. totally Great my point. fault. Great point. Um, and then I started um, Achilles, the Song of Achilles, which I'm loving so far. Um, She's back. So Madeline Miller does retellings of Greek stories. Mm-hmm. I read the one earlier last year at some point, Ariadne. Which I loved. It was so good. It was about Ariadne. So Ariadne is the one who helps Theseus through the labyrinth. Mm -hmm. And Theseus lets her think that he's going to marry her. But he is like... Surprise he doesn't. Right. He doesn't. Because he says, you are disloyal to your family. I can't marry you. Oh, go fuck yourself, white man. She was disloyal to her family by getting him through the labyrinth. Right? Blood ain't thicker than water. Maybe they were toxic assholes, Theseus. Right. right. She felt like her family was wrong and that she should help Theseus. And so he strands her on an island and Dionysus comes and saves her and Ariadne becomes Dionysus's wife. Good. I know. Fuck yeah. Right? Fuck yeah. So that whole, but like the whole story that, you know, like she makes the characters have motivations and gives it more depth than the myths have Mm -hmm. and um this book is told from the point of view of i can't remember his name all of a sudden but he's in all he's in all of the stories of achilles he's achilles like right hand man patrocles patrocles petra something (laughs) (laughs) um and she makes them gay lovers in this book yeah so super into the gay stuff good gay twist i love a gay twist i mean it's Pretty been sure hyper- Jesus was gay for all 12 of his disciples. I'm sure they had disciple orgies all the time. All the time. That's when you I have mean, to cut up. Come on. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. No, no, no. I meant for, for next year's en- intro. Oh. I'm sure they have <laughs> disciple orgies all the time. That's great. That is high quality content. 
Um, so yeah, I've been listening to the song of Achilles and it's gay and I love it. I love gay. I love gay books. I love the gay. I love everyone the... is gay. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, and I gay, listened gay, to, so I've been doing a lot of website design, which is lately for my project, which is why I've been listening to a lot more audiobooks. Um, and also because my professor didn't open the things to do my homework <laughs> last week. So I just had the other class to work on. Um, I listened to anxious people, which they made into a Netflix show. Oh, yeah. Um, the book was charming as fuck. I really enjoyed it. It's about a bank robber who then gets into a hostage situation but doesn't want to be in either of them, like just has a really fucked up life and like is robbing the bank for 6,500 kroner just to pay rent for one month. You know, and it's just about like the relationships and the situations we get ourselves into and like how much life can suck sometimes. We were into it. Lots of little twists going on there about the bank robber, about the connections between the people. It was very cute. So I don't know if you've watched the Netflix show. I know you haven't because you just said, oh, yeah, as in, yeah, I've heard of that. Not, oh, yeah, I watched that. Correct. Yes, <laughs> I've heard of that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if the if the Netflix show is a wreck, but the book definitely is. So I did a lot of audiobooks this week because she's touching my boob. <laughs> Yeah, I did a lot of audiobooks this week because I didn't. I had a lot of design time, so I had a lot to listen. I had a lot to listen to, and um, let's see, Mandalorian episode two came out. So last week we both agreed that episode one was like, well, that's a lot of backstory. Mm-hmm. But episode two was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, it was delightful. Yeah, conflict and resolution with Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't even know if it's fully resolved yet. Like, she yeah. was ready to go kill him. I wonder if she's going to become his little travel part buddy now. Yeah, like, there's something, we have something going on here. We yeah. are forming some kind of alliance, I feel like. Yeah. Um. She obviously wants to kill him because she wants the Darksaber. Well, she's just annoyed by him now and his presence. She is annoyed by him. She sees him as a religious fanatic. Yeah. And he, like, has no shame in coming back and asking her for help. And she's like, fuck off. Yeah. Well, if you, you stole my saber, right? Uh, you're a religious zealot. Mm-hmm. Like, go fuck yourself. Right. I mean, and and if you had seen the Clone Wars, Curl's gone through a lot of trauma. Yeah. She lost fucking everything, mm-hmm. including her planet. Yeah. And then him like taking the saber was just like icing on the cake. Yep. Exactly. Exactly that. So. Yep. So yeah, she's she's had a rough time of it. She's he is kind time. though when they're walking through Mandalore. Mm-hmm. He she's saying, telling him how it used to look and how it used to be, and he just c- kind of looks at her and is like, "This must be really hard for you." Yeah, like basically, like thank you for doing this with me. I'm really sorry I'm putting you through this trauma again. Yeah, he is very like yeah thoughtful about He's it. He's thoughtful. Yeah, I agree. I just wish he wasn't so married. To his like, don't take your helmet off and bullshit. Especially when you meet Mandos who are like, yeah, that's bullshit, honey. But that's the that's where he. I just want to shake the little Quaker girl's shoulders in the park in the middle of Brighton and be like, honey, you need to wake up. Right. Stop. You can love Jesus, but you don't need to love Jesus. I've been watching Arrested Development one last time because it is going off of Netflix. And Netflix co-produced seasons four and five. So seasons four and five are going nowhere. 
They're not going anywhere. They're just taking it off. Right. Seasons one. Make two room on their server for se- something else. Seasons one, two, and three. Well, I think it's complicated. I think it's a complicated situation. <laughs> seasons one, two, and three are it's going elsewhere. But seasons four and five are just disappearing. So her Ethical ethics not matter to anyone in a post-apocalyptic living situation? Apparently nothing matters to anyone. Does no one remember the Nuremberg trials? <laughs> Apparently nothing matters to anybody That in is the reason. it and are not going to. Here's the quick recap. So they get to where they've been going all semester, all semester, all season, right? They <laughs> All semester. They tried to go to Colorado. Turned out that the Fireflies thing he does, he's like, where's Ellie? Where's Ellie? And she's like, she's being prepped for surgery right now. And... He's like, what the fuck? Why? And she says, well, you know, we like need to figure out how the cordyceps have like worked in her body. And he's like, they are in her brain. The woman's like, right. Yeah, we're going to kill her and take out her brain to do the tests. (gasps) What? To develop the to develop the, um, you know, vaccine for everyone. Go fuck yourself, man. Right. So and and he's like, what? And she's like, it's okay. I didn't tell her anything. So she's just going to go and like be happy and everything will be fine. Oh, my God. So, peers, this right here, this ethical quandary is why I have to take something called peers training mm-hmm. every three years. Mm-hmm. Guess what, Maggie? What? The story doesn't change. Yeah. The questions don't change. No. <laughs> it's literally medical ethics. All right. So, based on... I have to be recertified every three years so am i allowed to kill a child without informed consent wait first of all am i allowed to kill a child for science no am i allowed to do something to anyone without informed consent no (laughs) am i is it good science science shannon the science person is it good science to straight up start with murdering someone and taking their brain who is no immune like a minor we couldn't do a blood panel first. <laughs> Can we try the blood panel first? Can we try? Let's try. How about, how about some fucking, what's that brain juice? Yeah. The brain juice. Yeah. Get some brain juice. Get some, it's definitely called brain juice now. <laughs> Get the brain juice. <laughs> Get Change the, approved. Change approved. <laughs> um, stem cells even. Stem cells. I was going to say. Sp- Get the spinal cord fluid. That's There's your brain juice. So many options. Get some more stem, try There's, the stem cells. So many options. Of, of, All of that is minor surgery. Yeah. That's a local numbing, a hollow point needle, and like sticking it somewhere a little uncomfortable and drawing out a sample. But they're literally just like, we're going to murder this girl and take out her brain so that we can develop a vaccine. You Are don't you even know, doctors? You don't even know if that's going to work. Are you even doctors? <laughs> Are you even scientists? <laughs> so Do you have PhDs. Right. I need to see some credentials, please. So Joel. A CV and a bio sketch. Joel goes through the whole hospital and fucking murders everyone. Good. Yeah. Because they're all complicit in murdering a child. And then the main woman was like, Ellie would want to do this. You don't know that. She's 13. Did you 14. ask her, motherfucker? All right. Right. So Ellie implies in a bunch of different ways, and we are supposed to believe that Ellie would want to do it. However, you need to ask. Yeah, you need to ask. And also, she knows she's the chosen one. You still need permission from the chosen one to do the chosen thing. Yeah, for sure. Neo still had to give consent to sacrifice himself. There it is. To the machine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, 
um, can we just please give her four more years till she's 18? Like, we're not going to let the 14-year-old. We obviously have time. She's 13. Yeah. <laughs> right. We have time. We have time. There's there obviously isn't a rush for this vaccine, people. Right. Come on. Yeah. If you were so gung-ho about it, you would have figured it out 10 years ago. Well, she's the only person who's ever been immune. Well. But like, again, why would you, let's real quick, why would you kill the body of the only immune person? There are so many factors in there. So yeah, Joe goes and Joel goes insane and kills everyone. And there's just a lot of argument about if what Joel did was justified or not. And I was like, Joel did nothing wrong. First of all, we don't, Captain Picard. I will say in post-apocalyptic trauma-induced ragers, yeah, he's fine. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but like, you know, the whole idea is like, well, if Ellie dies, like the, all these other people could be saved. But like, we don't make we those don't determinations. Know. We also don't know that. We don't know that. And we don't make those determinations by arithmetic. Captain Picard says so. No one died for the COVID vaccine, people. Right. You didn't have to do a sacrificial person illegal. Right. It is illegal. To figure that out. It is illegal. That is why there's not a lot of female research, especially when it comes to OB and pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Because it, uh, pregnant women, children under 18, and prisoners are considered a special group of people. Shit, what is it? I should know it because it's in this fucking peers training. Um, what is the word? They are, and I know we've talked about this before. They are, um, like prisoners will do whatever they want to, to do or need to do if they think they're going to benefit from it. Right. And um, women who are pregnant are a protected population because they have a fetus in them. Mm -hmm. And children are a protected population because they are minors. Minor. She's a fucking minor. So, like, that's why there's not a lot of research for these particular cohorts because parents and children have to consent to research. Pregnant women have to consent to research. And people get really weird about doing research on fetuses yeah you know you have to go through so much red tape to get approval for that that's why like alcohol fetal syndrome like there's only guesstimations and observational research done mm -hmm. because you can't maggie surprise i'm i'm ready to be surprised as a doctor you can't be like hey I want to do this alcohol research with pregnant women <laughs> and I'm going to ask this group to drink a 12 pack a day to find and I'm going to ask this group not to drink anything and we're going to see what happens. Can't do that. Anyway. All right. So he murders everyone. Yep. Excellent. And do they run off into the sunset? Yeah. So does this end the game? Does this end the storyline? This ends this. The, you, there's do we a second, get a season two? We do. There's a second game. There's two Ooh, games. So okay. this was this covered the whole first game. Mm -hmm. This is also very cute. This is a game detail that I thought was adorable that I learned about today. I just like when they give nods to hardcore fans. Mm -hmm. So that last scene, that's the shootout in the hospital. At you as Joel are completely outgunned by everybody, mm -hmm. right? They all have automatic weapons and you are trying to shoot your way through the hospital and you do not have enough ammo and you keep on having to like pick up guns off the floor. Mm -hmm. 
So like you do in a first person shooter, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in you my, just in my James Bond game, when I murder someone, I run over his body and I pick up his guns and his ammo and I keep going. Right. So throughout this whole scene, Joel keeps on running out of ammo and picking up new guns, which is just really nice. It was such a nice nod to the game mm-hmm. for the people who were are super fans. Super fans. I just thought that somebody said that in a comment that I saw today and I was like, I love that for you. Yeah. Like obviously I didn't even notice or think about it or realize, but like that's really nice for you as the game player to like get yeah. to enjoy things they like did that. Something like that. Oh, Doom. Doom is what they did that and they did I was like, they did something like that in Doom or Resident Evil too, where they did a first person nod. I think yeah. it was Doom was yeah. the first one to do that. I like that. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Uh, For those of you skipping forward, here we are. We're done with our Last of Us conversation. Probably. Probably, maybe. (laughs) Wah, wah. Um, Let's see what's going on in my life. I don't know. My life is stupid today, and I don't even (laughs) want to talk about it. The gays in your life are stupid. Oh, my God. All of you homos, what are you doing? All, it's mostly lesbians. All of you lesbians, what are you doing? Uh, dear lesbians. Uh, dear lesbians. Maggie's life. Please get it together. Please, yes. One, please get it together. Two, are you unaware that in queer culture, everyone dates and fucks each other? We all date each other. There was a whole fucking show about that called The L Word. Yeah. They made a chart. I mean... Have you watched The L Word? No, I haven't. But there's so many social references to that particular trend or characteristic in the gay community that I know it. Mm -hmm. All the gays sleep with each other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's a small community. Maggie could go to the next county, get a new group of gays, and guess what? They've all slept with each other. (laughs) She is the new fresh meat. So, real quick. They're all going to sleep with her. This, I just Googled the L word chart. And you can buy your own on Etsy. (laughs) That's from the fucking show. It's just got all the lesbians' names and all of their connections. The L word chart. Here for it. It's a thing. It's like the, it's like the Barney Stinson Sweet 16 (laughs) brackets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 164 of his top t- contenders. <laughs> All right. So in, in the L word wiki real quick, the chart, it's just called the chart. The is, chart. Is a compilation of all the romantic and sexual connections between the characters across both the L word and Generation Q. The chart was first introduced in the series premiere of the L word by Alice, who realized how insular the lesbian community is in Los Angeles and believes they are all linked through their sexual encounters with one another. And it develops and it develops and it develops. And here's the original from the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it so hard. It's on a whiteboard with all of the squiggly lines everywhere. I'm here for it. So, So, yeah. So the gays in Maggie's life are being dumb. uh Uh-huh. Because they're all sleeping with each other, and then they get mad if you go off and date and sleep with another person. Why are you being like this? Stop it. We know this is how this is. I'm going to boop you on the forehead with my fist. Stop it. Boop. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. So we had comfort food for dinner. We had some, I had so much food. 
That's gonna, why we're not drinking because we're super full. From I'm going to be sick later, yeah. or like maybe just heartburn sick. Mm. Like my guts are like, "What the fuck did you do?" And I'm <laughs> just being like, "Guts, I was having a bad day." <laughs> Had a bad day. A lot of stupid, unnecessary conflicts, and I hate them. I hate. Calm some. down. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. I decided to go with colorized. Dark eyes, red lipped Robert Smith uh-huh. at my desk pop collection Good. versus monochrome emo black and gray Robert Smith. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. It's a little red lips, just give it a great pop. How's your um, fashion magic going? Oh, fine. Like, I got a lot of shit done today. Good red day for Mars. So, yeah. On Sunday was too cold to wear my super cute yellow faux hoodie, so I had to dig out like a great big thick central hoodie, which I happened to buy kind of a goldish one. Lucky me, my -hmm. alumni colors are maroon and gold. What? The sun and Mars. (laughs) Um, I bought myself some clothes for for fashion magic. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably spent about 200, 250 bucks mm-hmm. total, but like I got a lot of pieces. And one of the pieces I got was this really cute, like. I love the swirly teal one. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm, I think I'm going to wear that tomorrow. I guess it depends on how the day is. Maybe I'll, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't know if it's short sleeve appropriate for tomorrow. I got a short sleeve. But, um, I got, I was going to say, my talk about my Sunday sweater, which is black. With like gold embroidered mm, in it. And it's yes. like suns and eyeballs and weird shit. That's fun. It's cute. I like it. I, I like was it. trying to find something fun like that and wasn't lo- able to. I really to. loved it. I'm very happy. Yeah. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Um, yeah, I just don't really have anything to talk about. I don't right? I don't think I did anything interesting. What the fuck did I do this weekend? We did a lot of emotional stuff. Yeah, I just don't really feel like talking about any of it. Yeah, that's fine. Do you have any Am I the Assholes? Yeah, of course I do. All right, let's do it. We're at like 40-some minutes anyway. Okay. We're good. This one, this one just has such a great title. Oh, um, real quick. Yeah, tell me. We set our dates for our trip to L.A. Fuck yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So, Maggie. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And our friend Julie. Julie too. Are gonna Julie too. We're gonna take as in Julie number two or Julie also. I meant that Julie's coming also. Okay. Julie comma two. I was like, I thought we just had a Maggie two. I didn't know no. we had a Julie two. No. Although <laughs> this would be Julie one. This, <laughs> this is, is my original Julie one. This, this is my original Julie. OG Julie anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to LA for girl trip this year. So we're gonna try to leave Detroit Wednesday night. On September 27th and come back to Detroit on October 1st. So if anyone out on the West Coast wants to see us, we'll be at Universal for a day and then probably Disney for two. You think we're going to do two days in Anaheim? Probably. And yeah. then home. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. We're going to do Halloween Haunted Horror Nights. Yeah. And the park during the day and Halloween at night. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to be good. Maybe we should get an on-campus hotel at the Hilton so we can rest in the middle of the day. That would be nice. Instead of going back and forth on the subway right. half an hour. Um, actually, I do really want to talk about one of my emotional things. I went and I did testing last week to oh, try yeah, to figure out. yeah, you talked out about that. Neurological testing. Your ADD. Don't have it. 
Yo, ADD, now I, you know me. I don't have it. <laughs> okay, so first of all, she was like, there's nothing. Like devastating to be like, what the fuck? What do you mean I don't? Yeah, right. What the fuck? What do you mean I don't? So first of all, she was like, the only thing wrong with you is all of the emotional stuff you already know about. But also, your diagnosis for that is incorrect. And I was like, yeah, I don't believe you. Like, my psychiatrist, who I saw for many years, landed on that diagnosis after many years, looking mm-hmm. at the, like, breadth of our time together. Mm-hmm. And this woman, after 45 minutes, is trying to tell me that my mental health diagnosis is wrong. And I was like, I don't believe you. Did you take those results to your therapist this week? No. Are you going to? Um, the official results, like, the... She hasn't written the report. She just gave me verbal feedback. Mm-hmm. So I think when I get the written report, I am going to take it to my... Yeah, I think you should. Just just to discuss it. Well, my current psychiatrist is not the one who gave me my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. The, the one who gave me the diagnosis is the one who lost his license. license. Oh, well, maybe it is worth a revisit. He lost his license because he fucked a patient, not because he was bad at his job. <laughs> I mean, but still. (laughs) White guys, we hate. I know. I know. (laughs) Ethics and morals. (laughs) Business ethics. Um, Yeah, I think it's I think it's worth a discussion. Yes. Um, it is your current therapist. It is worth a discussion. Um, And maybe they can uh, have a third opinion about that. And then she got to the end of my other test, of my last test, and said, I think you need a sleep study. To which Candy said, I fucking told you like a goddamn bitch about it. Listen, she told me that she thinks I have sleep apnea, which I said, I don't think I have that. Mm -hmm. But you can discover all kinds of other neurological things with a sleep study. Which is what your best friend said. We, I know. I mean, I didn't even disagree with you. I know. I I know you didn't disagree, but I'm like... That was like a whisper for candy. Yeah. So right. interesting. Right. I think that's really interesting that she thinks she should do a sleep study. That was what we got to the end. And she said, yeah. she said, I think you really need a sleep study. Yeah. And she then, said, I think you, there's something very wrong with what you told me about your sleep. And then I, I did this computer test and she was like, cause here's the thing. You can fake all of these other things, but you can't fake the computer uh-huh. and she was like, and you failed at this part on the computer. And that indicates to me that you need a sleep study. Mm-hmm. Well. But she was like, but you didn't fail at attention. Your attention is great. And I was like, yes, because I love school and I love doing tests and I love doing the best at tests. <laughs> what I hate is everything else. <laughs> what I hate is everything Have else. Have you seen me try to clean my room? I just feel huh? like they should follow me around for a week <laughs> and that should be the thing. Like... <laughs> See how dysfunctional I am at life. I fucking love school. I want to win the test. I You're want like, to- yes, I have zero test anxiety because I love them. I want to be the best. <laughs> I was super mad that I could not come up with Arthur Conan Doyle's name. I was like, three words, British guy. <laughs> because the question was, who wrote Sherlock Holmes? Oh, some British guy. Three words. Three <laughs> words. British guy. I know him. I swear to God, I know him. I'm supposed to know that? The BBC. Yeah. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Channel 4. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Lucy Lou. 
here. That's who wrote it. RDJ. Three words. British guy. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't I don't disagree that I might need a sleep study. Um, I just think that my mom's a bitch about it. Yes. And you're going to do a sleep study. And you're going to come back not with a CPAP machine. Mm hmm. But with other diagnoses. Yeah. So. I just, this is true for any health thing. It sucks to go in and for them to say, I haven't found anything wrong with you. Mm-hmm. When you know there's something wrong. When you know there's something wrong. As like someone, you know, like my friend Heather, who literally took five years to get a diagnosis and it's still not the correct diagnosis. Mm. It's just her doctor finally got tired of her getting the runaround. Yeah. And so in order for her to get the drugs that she needs to make herself feel better, he said, I'm going to say you have this so we can get these drugs, which are helping you. Yeah. But you are going to be cut off soon unless you have an official diagnosis. So we're going to go this route. Mm -hmm. They still don't know what's wrong with her. Yeah. Just like a faux diagnosis just to get the treatment she needs. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Welcome to American Healthcare. It, welcome. Here we are. Yep. So, but yeah, you have to be a strong advocate for yourself. So I think you're, you're going, you're taking the right steps, you're going in the right direction. And um, I do think a sleep study can help because you have a lot of insomnia, you yeah. have a lot of anxiety. Right. And there are a lot of different things that a sleep study can help discover i also didn't realize what night terrors were and that i have them all the time i thought everybody had dreams where they can't move and then woke up and didn't know where they were i thought that was a totally normal thing that everybody went through all the time <laughs> shannon's giving me a look you guys <laughs> right up there when um <laughs> pissing diarrhea out your ass from eating a bunch of cheese <laughs> Doesn't everyone do that? I no. <laughs> I thought that everybody got diarrhea from cheese. <laughs> I mean, when you were like, it stops you up. And I was like, no, it doesn't. Cleans you out right out of there. <laughs> it's right out. Oh, I wish. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's funny what you get used to right? and what you think is right? normal. But I have night. Apparently, yeah, that's frame what of reference. Apparently, that's what night terrors are, and I have them hmm. all the time. Didn't know that was what they were. I thought night terrors were just especially difficult for children. Bad dreams. Or, yeah. No, yeah. when night terrors for adults is this mm -hmm. spot. But I, I learned this in my dream class at convocation. Is the spot between sleep and awake, and your brain is just awake enough to realize you can't move because your space that you're in that you're not supposed right. to be in. And your like brain, you're paralyzed right. with anesthesia, anesthesia, right? And all of a sudden, you've woken up in the middle of your surgery, but you still can't move. Yeah, right. So that that is night terrors, and I, I I get that constantly, at least once a week, sometimes like four times a week. That happened to Scott in a major surgery because he's a he's a because he's a ginger, and he, they didn't believe him when he said, "I need more." Oh, you'll be fine, Mister Wilhelm. And then halfway through his surgery, his eyes fucking popped open. Oh, God. And then he couldn't move. And so his heart rate started to go up because he started freaking out. And then the anesthesiologist and the nurse, like, noticed shit on the monitors and looked at him. 
And he looked at them <laughs> and they went, oh, <laughs> calm down. Take a deep breath, Mr. Wilhelm. You're okay. We're going to put you back under. We're really sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Nightmares. <laughs> oh, also, see, I knew there were other things I wanted to talk about. And then we'll get to the, am I the asshole that I have? Um, so some years ago, and I'm sure we talked about this at the podcast on the time, at the time, one of my students was spreading lies about me and saying that I was on acid at work, which is impossible, <laughs> impossible Let's... to be a tutor on acid. Do you know? Let me tell you. Do you know? Let's talk about some of the things I've done on acid. Uh, held on to a pole because I couldn't figure out how to walk. Um, petted a wall. Um. <laughs> Watch vines grow out of your Ireland themed poster mm-hmm. and engulf your apartments. Right. Mm-hmm. Cry in the corner. Yep. Done that. Nonstop. Mm-hmm. There is this time <laughs> that I, because the floor looked like it was slanting. And so I just kept on putting my foot out slowly before I took a <laughs> Dreamt about oh let put your foot down. (laughs) Let the music you're listening to totally affect what the fuck is going on in your brain. Yeah. Don't listen to nine inch nails on acid. I was listening to Brian Eno. Maybe some shiny happy people, REM. I was listening like not the nails. I was listening to Brian Eno and there was this like Oh my God, do the angels come down from heaven and greet you? Oh no, it was taking place underwater. Oh, okay. It was totally like Mermaid Siren song. Mm, Love that. And it got to the end of the song and I said to my friends, I wonder how they taught her how to sing underwater. anymore no no you're too old for that i'm fucking too old that is a 24-hour commitment (laughs) that you did four times in your 20s and you were like never again never again (laughs) like if you came up to me today and we're like shannon let's drop some acid i'd be like today's not a good day how about in six months right we got to block like, off we, a lot of time. Block off like three days Many because days for this. I'm literally twice as old as I was now than the last time I did acid. I'm not sure how that's going to fuck <laughs> with my system. Right. So if Truly. it took a day and a half, 24 plus 12 hours to get it out of my system in my 20s, God knows how long it's going to last in my system in my 40s. So this bitch like we go on vacation for five days right let's take acid on monday and see if we come off of it by the end of the week <laughs> or if we feel that's better. when we do it yeah so this bitch who told lies about me i i lost clients over it it got back to another client's parents who was acid. like i don't care what you do in your free time and i was like why are we having this conversation we're i am boring and pushing middle-aged like i barely drink alcohol she works at my coffee shop now. Ah. I'm so mad. I hate her. Can we write some reviews about her? Yeah, we're going go to we're gonna go to Yelp. Google or Yelp. We're going to go on Yelp and we're going to be like, it seemed like Kelly was high at work. Anonymous. Over and over again. <laughs> all the time. Especially times when I wasn't there. 
<laughs> so that she, you know, doesn't. So think you need to me. tell all of our fans what the name of the coffee shop. Bear Claw Coffee in Dexter. In Dexter. Kelly was high at work. Or whatever. Kelly was really rude. Mm-hmm. Kelly took my order and was super condescending and a cunt about it. I'm never coming back here. Kelly told me to go fuck my mother. (laughs) Super ridiculous. (laughs) All right. Now this might be the episode where we get nailed for slander. So. um, Okay. (laughs) I didn't slander. I said exactly what she (laughs) said about me. Um, And. That part is a joke. We're not doing fake Yelp reviews, okay, guys? That was a joke. We were joking. I mean, if you want, but you didn't hear from us. <laughs> All right. Am I the asshole? This guy, Trey Bond from L.A., said Kelly was a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the asshole for calling my sister a coke whore? <laughs> no. I'm 18 year old woman. I live with my parents and my sister, Joanne, who is 23 year old woman. Joanne has a cocaine habit and she claims it's normal in her job and it's just the lifestyle of being a chef, yada, yada, yada. Mm. My parents. Like she work in restaurants or is she a stripper? One of the two for sure. My parents seem to be ignoring it since Joanne pays her rent and keeps to herself when she's in the house and doesn't cause problems. I'm a college student on a government grant. And I'm in college Monday to Friday until 5 or 6 p.m. Working isn't really an option for me right now, so I don't go out much, and I spend all my money on college supplies. Joanne doesn't seem to understand this and is always asking to borrow money and whatnot. I always say, no, because it works out I only have 40 pounds, 40 euros, sorry. I know my things, 40 euros every week to spend on college stuff and travel to and from school. I got a Christmas bonus on my grant, and I ended up deciding to book tickets for a smallish local gig that's next week. I booked two, one for me and one for my best friend, because her birthday is that day and she loves their type of music. It was meant to be a surprise for her. I had told Joanne about this on one of her good days because I was genuinely excited to finally do something and live like a college student for one night. The tickets were digital on an account that I share with my parents. So Joanne asked them for the login, telling them that she wanted to book tickets to something. But she was lying, and she used it to sell my tickets <gasps> for drug money. Oh, that cunt! Oh my god, no! <gasps> I didn't find out until I had gotten the email to confirm that the tickets were sent to someone else. And I was confused at first. Then I checked, and they were sent to someone who I know that Joanne knows. I went straight to her and when she got home and asked what the fuck she did. And she tried lying, but I showed her proof it went to someone she knows. And I told her I wanted my money back then and there. She told me it was gone already. I lost my mind and started screaming at her because it wasn't fair. My mom was just in from work. I was screaming at my sister who was crying at that point saying she was so sorry. And she didn't know it would upset me this much. My mom got involved and told me to keep my voice down and we'll talk about it. And I told her to shut up and stay out of it. I ended up saying something along of lines of, why is it fair that you get to do this to me when I've never drank or smoked weed? Why does the coke whore get to be the golden child? 
My mother stepped in and put a stop then and there. My sister had started screaming back at me for what I called her. My mom said that I was out of line and that Joanne just made a mistake. I told my mom her mistake cost me the only night out I'll have been able to have all year so she should hear what I have to say about it. My mom thinks I was wrong for what I said. My sister won't even look at me even though it's been three days. And I tried apologizing. Why'd you even apologize? She's a fucking cunt. Am I the asshole? Absolutely not. Fuck your mom. Fuck your sister. Yeah. Um, she stole from you. Yep. Her she coat. sold your tickets and then used the money instantly to buy cocaine and was like, oh, my bad. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you a Shelperstein? Give me money or I'll burn this place down. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and fuck those parents for enabling their daughter and her coke problem. Right. She needs to be yanked out of her job and sent to rehab. For sure. And fuck them for not supporting their college enrolled student. I know. Fuck them. Who literally does nothing but go to school and come home and study. I would have been like, I am so sorry, honey. You are right. Your sister is a coke whore. <laughs> Here is my money to go buy tickets again. Yeah. Right. And then I would have sent my other daughter to rehab. Yeah. For fucking serious. Because right. once you start stealing from family, that's when it's time to go to rehab. That's when it's time. And the tickets <sighs> were originally 40 euros each. So. She sold them for 20, didn't she? And probably only got a gram of coke off of that yeah like this wasn't my 200 dollar tickets to fucking uh death, death cab for cutie mm-hmm. all right one other one am i the asshole for packing an inappropriate lunch for my kid uh probably not because you know how many times i get told by the lunch lady i pack inappropriate lunches for my kid what are your lunches that are inappropriate um, I don't send a sandwich and not sending a sandwich is inappropriate, even though my daughter literally has 12 other healthy things to eat. Okay. I, 34 year old woman, have a five year old son who attends preschool. A f- few hours after I pick him up from school today, I got a phone call from his teacher. She made absolutely no effort to sound kind when she in an extremely rude and annoyed tone told me to stop packing my son such disgusting and inappropriate lunches i was absolutely appalled when she said this as me and that teacher have up until now always maintained a friendly relationship she added that the lunches that i pack my son are disgust uh, distracting for the other students and have an unpleasant odor i told her that i understand her concerns as the lunches I pack are definitely not the healthiest, but the lunches are according to my son's preferences. The usual lunch I send him to school with is celery sticks with blue cheese and goat cheese, kimchi and spam. We are Korean and he adores this dish. And spicy Doritos marinated in sriracha. (laughs) (laughs) That all sounds delightful and very grown up. Right. I mean, kimchi and spam is something that, like, everybody eats in Korea. Yes. It's just like a normal, like, it's like having Kraft mac and cheese, or, like, Mm -hmm. easy box mac and cheese. Everybody eats it. 
I ended the call by saying that I very much appreciated her worries, but that at the end of the day, I am not going to change drastically change my son's lunches all of a sudden, and that if it and that it's not my fault if the other students are distracted by his meal. It is very important to me what my son enjoys, and I want him to like lunches. The teacher sent an email to me an hour later saying that my response was unacceptable and that his lunches are just too inappropriate to be sent to school any longer. I haven't responded yet, and I don't want to. I want to maintain a healthy relationship with my son's teachers. I'm confused what to do. Am I the asshole? No. And that email needs to be forwarded to the director of the school, and you are owned an apology and actually should probably yank your kid out of that daycare and enroll in another one. I mean... And I know that's a super privileged opinion to have, but... The disgusting and have an unpleasant odor, that shit's fucking racist. Yes. She is straight up talking about the kimchi, because yeah. kimchi has that vinegary smell. Yeah. Um, I need you to stop sending such Korean lunches. In, that's basically what is going on here. Into she's the white daycare. She's being like, I need you to send, stop Thanks. sending such Korean lunches is definitely what Can is going you on. send mac and cheese and hot dogs instead? Because all the kids love that. Right. Go fuck yourself. Right. I mean, right. Kimchi and spam is so much just like mac and cheese. Is there and an dogs. update? Or is this fresh today? No, that today? one is fresh as of 24 hours ago, and there's mm. been no update yet. I know. I really need to know what happens with the spam lunches. That mm. kid deserves his spam and kimchi. I guess she needs to find a Korean daycare. All right. Some internet things of the week. Internet you, things of the week. You sent me one. I did. It says, oh, that's from the Muller She Wrote podcast. I loved them. I listened to them. Oh, good. Back in the heights of the Muller, and then that didn't turn into anything. So I was just like, this depresses me now. <laughs> Reminder, as we get into hotter weather, she's not dressed like a slut. You just think like a rapist. Ooh, wah, wah. And then this one. I shared with you today. Me every day. I hate mornings. Someone let's travel. Me up at 4.45 a.m. to catch a flight. And it is Bart Simpson <laughs> in like a little suit with his hair combed down and like eight bags all around him. And he's like pleased. At and the ready, airport. At ready the airport. To go. Ready to go. So that is me. That is Shannon. It is us. It is us. I don't, what did I say the other day? I had to get up real early for something non-travel related. And I was like, fuck this. I only get up this early to go to Disney. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> I only get up this early to go to Disney. Are we getting on a plane? Because that is the only time I get up at 3 a.m. and roll out of the bed and drive to the airport. For sure. Yeah. And then, I know, this isn't, the Snapdragon was waiting for me when I got home last night. And just look at that picture. It's very Aww, cute. Oh, hanging out at the front door. And she was waiting for her. me at the door. Like a, sweet, like a sweet baby angel. All right, so that was it for me, for you guys, for everything. Oh, I want to apologize to anyone who lost money this week because I did a massive nine-day, ten-day money spell. And all that money came to me. Sorry. Shannon, you crashed the <laughs> fucking banks. What are you talking about? I didn't. Okay. I, I, I'm not that strong of a witch. No, I, I right, me neither. <laughs> I, I would never believe that of you, that you did that. Now, Karen, maybe. <laughs> um, but we don't do things that negatively hurt other people. We don't that want... puts bad karma into the universe. Listen, no, Trump 100% did that by repealing Frank Dodd, okay? That was, 
consequences. My kink has consequences. Just not, just not, just for him though. I want him to have consequences. <laughs> All right, you guys, you can find us on Facebook, Podbean. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I, I totally got lost in my outro. I'm sorry. Find us on the internet. You can interact with us on our Facebook page at That More Thing. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Stitcher. And you can also tweet at us. I am Maggie at Brain of Maggie. And I'm Shannon at Shannon's Party. And this is episode 343 of That More Thing with Shannon and Maggie. Bye. Bye. Podbean. <laughs> Are you on acid? <laughs> oh, God. I wish. Hey, do you want to hear the song where the woman is singing underwater? <laughs> yes. Okay. We're going to play it and I'm yeah. going to keep all this in. Hold it up real close. So you can hear why that confused me. Yes, yes.